I like I got pissed off and I yelled at the freaking uh, the quiz master. I'm like, is this playlist called your girlfriend's playlist? <laughs> <laughs> and did he reply? Uh, he just started laughing because like, he, he knew what he had. I think yeah. like, there was only one Jay Z song in there. Oh my god. <laughs> The 2OC, the show that covers the things we love from two parts of the world, Orange County, California, and Orange County, Florida. Welcome to episode 40. This episode of the 2OC, we talk about the Cloverfield Pod Redox, Yoda Dinklage, and this intro, it's a tight ad. I'm Alan Flores. And I'm Anton Duong. <laughs> you like that one, huh? Yeah, but surprisingly, I'm more of a gain type of guy. Never been a gain fan. Yeah? yeah. I, I, like, I like the smell of gain more than Tide. So, mm. yeah. I mean, they use the same Tide pod and all that stuff. But, I mean, yeah. The Super Bowl, probably the best Super Bowl ever. And probably one of the best um, ads ever okay. in the Super Bowl. Ad-wise, mm-hmm. I would say it's one of the most creative ones. Yes. Game-wise, high scoring, but with the exception of like five plays, very boring. Because there, <laughs> there was no defense. Uh, what'd you think of the halftime show? Uh, I thought it was okay. Uh, it's not like, uh, it, it's good, but it's not really good to the point where you're like, oh, that's the best ever. Okay, yeah. No, that's the thing. I, I thought it was kind of boring because there was no, uh, there was no surprises. I was like, I think, and I think that's what made, I didn't enjoy it that much because I was just kind of sitting back going, well, who's going to bring out? What's going to happen? What's going to happen? Oh, he's pretty much done and there's been no real surprise except for the, the purple lights kind of thing is still kind of cool. But other than that. That's all CG, dude. <clears throat> was it CG? Yes, it wow. is. <laughs> it's like the dr- the drones from last year? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Whack. Yeah, but, you know, like, this game, I, I, I was rooting for the underdogs, of course. Uh, I mean, I'm always up to par with uh, how the Eagles play. And, uh, you know, watching the movie Invincible with Mark Wahlberg uh, oh a couple God. of years ago kind of, like, got me to understand how big, you know, sports is in Philadelphia because the, everybody is a fan because every everybody's pretty much family there, you know? And the community there is so close to each other. So, well, and I think, I think a lot of people are going for the Eagles not because of the team or because of the fans. Definitely not because of the fans, uh-huh. but because people are just so tired of the Patriots. Yes, a lot of people are tired of the Patriots, and it really shows. I mean, the Patriots really like professional wise and uh, you know manufactured uh, uh, team. They're very good. They know what they're doing. They got their plays right. And, you know, when you compare it to the Eagles, you can see a lot of their plays are very um, not as fancy. Not really. I mean, it's thought out. But the strategy of the Eagles uh, a couple of times, it just looks like they're running straight into the sack every single time. But realistically, I, I think uh, the, uh, the the Eagles are just trying to throw uh, the Patriots off. I don't know if that's that's. That's their their whole intention, but it, it seems like that's what they were trying to do. Well, the I think the best example was they're saying that the Falcons lost last year because they were mm-hmm. playing they were playing to not lose. Yeah, that they're they're trying to be very careful. The Eagles played to win, so they were more aggressive. They did more uh, unusual plays. Yeah, which like that 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 quarterback uh, pass that failed for the Patriots worked out for the Eagles. So that, yeah. I, I think uh, if the Eagles didn't get those two plays at the touchdown when you know uh, when it was being challenged, I think there would be an edge between uh, the Eagles and, and the Patriots. I think it would be a totally different game. Uh, I think it, it would be more intense if, if that was the case that you know at least one of those plays didn't go through. Yeah. But overall, I mean, it, it really kept us at the edge of the, our seats. And I think that's the good thing about, you know, having a, a game like this. I mean, once in a while, you get a game that you're going to remember for the rest of your life. And I, I think this is probably one of those games. Mm, um, 
it, it was interesting. And 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 any any Super Bowl where the Patriots didn't win, I will remember. But <laughs> it it could have been better. That's what I'm gonna say. Yeah. But what what was your favorite Super Bowl commercial? Okay, so uh, my favorite. What are you drinking? What are you drinking? I honestly don't. Oh, uh, <laughs> you don't know what you're drinking. Because I put it, I put it in a beer cozy, and it covers up the name. So oh, okay, I had to, I had to like kind of pop it out to kind of look at it again. Yeah, it's called a uh, Strand Brewing Company, Beach House Amber Ale. Ah, okay. They're from another Torrance. ale. Yeah, nice. Well, Am- Amber Ale this time. Mm-hmm. All right, sorry. Go on. All right, so my favorite ad would have to be. Oh man, it's really hard. But uh, I would have to say, I think the Cloverfield one. We knew that was coming, but then uh, it, it came as a surprise. Well, the end of it just showed coming very soon. Yeah. And then I was going on Twitter, and then somebody posted up a screenshot that said, right after the game, I'm like, no. So I go to Netflix, and then I screenshot it from my phone. And I, that's what I texted you. Yeah. I'm like, bro, they weren't kidding when they said very soon. Yeah. <laughs> it was literally right after the game. Well, because it was so vague. So I was kind of like, that's weird. That they would spend that kind of money on a Super Bowl ad. Yeah. But not give more details unless they weren't sure. Yeah. But I guess so, they were very sure. I don't know how much the Super Bowl ad is, but I mean, it, I think it was only 15 seconds long. Netflix paid $50 million for this movie, which is qu- quite a bit for a... Uh, a streaming movie. Okay, so NBC receives about five million for a thirty-second commercial for its Super Bowl coverage. Mm. But that's what it receives. Yeah. I don't know how much the the like NFL takes out of that or yeah. before that. Yeah. It, it, so I think it's quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, Netflix paid quite a pretty penny for that uh, fifteen seconds. Yeah, and I'm hoping uh, what they're trying to get out of it is more subscribers because of that uh, that movie. It got people curious, and people are always curious when they watch Cloverfield movies. At a certain point, they're just going to have everybody as a subscriber. So yeah. they need a, the, uh, oh, crap, who was it? There was an article I read that said, like, oh, Netflix has over two, uh, subscribers in over 200 count, uh, countries. And I'm coming like, that's not right. There's like only like 170 countries in the world. <laughs> so I'm like yeah. something's off there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you should say so. almost 200 countries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so since we're already talking about Cloverfield, I'm guessing you watched it right after the game, right? Yes, I did. So um, what do you think? It Okay, I was very excited going in. Mm-hmm. I thought the acting was funny, and oh my god, I can't, I gotta look up that guy, Chris 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 O'Donnell. Chris O'Donnell. Uh, the, I was excited because I have never seen him on anything else. I know I know he's been in other stuff, but I just never caught him in anything else besides the It Crowd. Oh, let's say that he he played pretty much the same guy. <laughs> <laughs> I think he plays the same guy in pretty much almost everything. But I mean, I enjoy that type of humor that he gives into his role, though. Uh, one of the biggest roles that I remember him besides it crowd is bridesmaids oh he wasn't that huh yeah he was the the cop yeah yeah it was hilarious <laughs> yeah um so it, it was an interesting concept mm-hmm. i did have some problems with it though okay shoot away uh first of all i get what they're trying to go with with the actual paradox about saying that once they start um colliding particles Weird and unusual things can happen in our universe. Mm-hmm. Partially true. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, there's sometimes where uh, particles from another universe can come through. Those mm-hmm. are called exotic particles, but they destroy themselves almost instantaneously. Yeah. So I'm like, uh, so I was like, okay, well, it's a it's a sci-fi movie, whatever. I'll let that one slip. Mm-hmm. Um, the other part is. I get that we're saying that that both universes were trying to kind of like occupy the same space, but what? Why the hand? <laughs> <laughs> well, it, you know that kind of reminds me. I think to tell you the truth, I think Lost is also a connection to the movie. Hopefully, someday if they 
you know, actually say that it is <laughs> because, you know, uh, um, in Lost, you, you, you've watched all of it, right? No, I stopped watching that the last. Oh my god! Season. I want to. I did. Okay. I did. Okay. Okay. I, okay. Ha ha ha. Okay. I didn't finish the last season and a half, mm-hmm. and then I was going to, and then I heard about the season finale, how much of a letdown it was. So I was like, eh, what's the point then? Okay, so I I, I won't spoil it for you, but it, it. it kind of makes sense in in the story that they're trying to tell between you know like the, the the different worlds that are trying to occupy the same space i think okay. lost was kind of like that too so i don't know if it's the same type of concept that has something to do with it too i mean it would be really cool and interesting to have like a whole mashup of you know the cloververse it's not just a movie it's a tv show and a bunch of other things too but you know just speculations but yeah. who, who knows um yeah it, it's it's crazy it's weird uh a lot of things don't make sense but yes, why the arm? Why? How is well, it able okay. to write, and how is it able to like you know co- communicate? You know. Well, it's a th- it, well, and how how's it thinking? Like, it's one thing if he had connection with it afterwards, but like he had no connection with it. It was independent. Because it, it it the two universes colliding explained the worms appearing in that one guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's his name? Vol- Volkov. Yeah. That explains that because I mean the, the worms could have easily been t- transported or uh, transferred into him and just occupied the same space as him. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe his schizophrenia, if it's if the both both versions of him kind of merge together, that kind of explains that. And also uh, Elizabeth uh, Debicki, who plays yeah. Jensen, yeah. Mm-hmm. it also explains why she would appear inside a wall. Yeah, and it's kind of interesting too because, like, um, you know, when you sometimes when you play a video game or something, and then there's like you a glitch. weird bug, yeah, weird glitch or something. I yeah. think that's the same type of concept that they were trying mm-hmm. to go for. Because, yeah. for example, the arm, it, maybe he, like, he was getting sucked into the wall because you know uh, his two bodies haven't, like, the two bodies from different uh, uh, dimensions and and. And two timelines are trying to clash against each other to a point where uh, it, he gets sucked into the wall and a lot of weird stuff is trying to make sense. And a lot of things doesn't make sense. So uh, I think his arm was basically having a mind of its own because it's it's probably there invisibly because you can see the, 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 the arm, you don't see the body. So let's say what happens if the body and uh, in, in the mind is in a space of the fifth dimension where you know you can't see the fifth dimension you know i i okay. think that's that's the only thing that would make sense uh how the the arm was able to write whatever you know okay i see i think i see you're going with it so it's almost almost like with volkov's character were both both his himself and his other self yeah. occupied the same space something like that was going to happen to mundy crystal mm-hmm. o'dowd's character um, but it didn't fully transfer over, so the other person kind of just occupied the hand. Yeah, that's okay. what I think it is, and you know, um, I, that makes more sense. Okay. Yeah, it, it, it's it's weird, and there's really no nothing to explain it, but you just have to really think about it, and I think that's what this movie is trying to do is to get well, people thinking and talking. Just overall, that's what that's what JJ does a really good job about with it, with his whole mystery box. The uh, men, uh mentality mm-hmm. is present questions and kind of give you enough to go off of, but not really enough to figure it out yourself. Yeah, and still today, I don't really know if they intentionally to uh, write these stories the way it is, um, because this movie was originally uh, finished like two years ago, but they had a screening uh, last November, and during the screening, they didn't mention anything uh, that has to do with the Cloverfield um movies and the the one that people saw at the screening didn't have any references at all and they had a different ending they had a different uh uh, a set of things that happened throughout the whole entire movie like at Mm -hmm. the very beginning the guy didn't really explain anything on the news about the paradox or anything like that and uh, i think it was just like a bunch of other things that you know they were watching from news stuff from something that doesn't have to do with you know what they're doing in this movie and the last scene from what other people are saying is that some of the survivors actually lived 
and uh, they uh, they they landed in the ocean. Yeah, because you asked me, and spoilers for anybody who hasn't seen it, but uh, you asked me if the monster ate them at the end, but I didn't. I didn't think so because it, the pod looks like it landed further out away from the camera, and the monster was closer to the camera. Yeah. So I don't think that like I didn't think that was part of it, but I will say, uh, Daniel Brull, or yeah. as I call him, Daniel mm-hmm. Daniel Bruh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they did a good job, of, or they did an excellent choice of picking him as the red herring, mm-hmm. because it, after seeing uh, Civil War, it's so easy to believe him as the bad guy. Yeah, I, I I really like him as an actor, and I, I yeah. wish he's in more roles that, uh, that are kind of like the main character. Because I want to see more of him being a good guy than a bad guy. Because I think he's a very good actor himself. <clears throat> okay, and Elizabeth Debicki's character in uh, Juju Gugu? How do you how do you say the uh, Hamilton's name? I, I have no idea. Probably uh, okay. Gugu. Gugu, right? It's, uh, yeah. I don't know. It's like Gugu, but G. Gugu. Gugu. Gugu? Yeah. Let's call it Googs. Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> so Gugu? anyways. Gugu? <laughs> all right, Googs and Elizabeth uh, Debicki's character. Mm-hmm. But both of them bothered the hell out of me about how I, I, I couldn't get through with the way they were thinking. With, like, the main character, uh, Googs, who played Hamilton, mm-hmm. uh, she wanted to get home to her kids, because in the alternate universe, or the alternate reality, her kids are still alive, and she wanted to get back to Earth to be with them. Okay, However, no, 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 no. Here's, here's, here's what happened. Uh, because they're very good friends in the world that, um, that Jensen is in, they're mm-hmm. such good friends... She cares about her still. She cares about her her, her friend still. So right. what she wanted to do was kill herself too and just have uh, Hamilton go to the uh, second universe to stay uh, to to basically still be alive because during that time they're fighting each other and she knows that if she goes back to the first world there'd be a bunch of stuff going on and. Uh, uh, she wouldn't even see her kids and you know a lot of weird stuff is happening over there she didn't know that she didn't know that but they were talking about it no but the, the hamilton's motivation the whole time was that she wanted to be with her kids again because in her world or her reality her kids are already dead yeah or well, not already dead but they died before she left to go on the mission yeah she died because of a power battery pack or something she killed yeah she killed the, she killed them with the battery pack she installed and it blew up and it burned down their house with them inside so yeah. she wanted to go down to the alternate reality world where her kids were still alive but her alternate reality self was still alive also so that's okay. what they kept, that's that's what uh Daniel Brohl's character Schmidt right, right, was right. Tra- was trying so, to point out so so that's uh making me hesitate getting a, a Tesla power wall because <laughs> i'm getting that is exactly what i thought about too yeah because i'm getting a tesla and i have to get a power wall because i can't charge my car uh as it's supposed to charge without the power wall you might need two you might uh. need two power walls <laughs> <laughs> it's, no they, they, it's part of, it's part of their tesla's process they'll they'll see what your usage is Mm-hmm. And they'll uh, they'll give they'll tell you if you need one two or however many because yeah it has to be able to cover a certain amount of hours being disconnected from the grid yeah okay so you know let's just wrap this up I mean we can talk forever because this movie is it doesn't it's, really answer your questions really yeah but uh, um, you know in the past someone did ask uh, JJ if there's something that ties the movies together and they never really. Uh, agreed upon anything he says maybe it will uh maybe there be something that you know ties it all together but right. uh, they didn't they never really had any plans for it so um all right just to wrap it up there's another cloverfield movie coming out at the end of the year uh that one will not be a netflix release that would actually be a theatrical release 
So this is the only movie that's going to be on Netflix that that connects them all together. Uh, I think it was just kind of like an intermission type of thing where they're going, okay, here, it's connected. Let's move on. And I think that's what they're going to do. Um, also, but, but just based on the feedback that I'm hearing, mm-hmm. I wonder if it's they didn't think it'd do that well in theaters to begin with. Yeah, because uh, when they had that screening in November... Uh, the movie can't really stand on its own being a really weak story. And even yeah. though if they were, you know, planning to add all of those things to make the movie tied together with all the other ones, it just didn't really uh, have that wow factor. I mean, it has that curiosity factor when you're watching the, the movie and you're trying to understand mm-hmm. and you're trying to uh, think about what's possible. Um, right. Yeah, it just doesn't make sense to uh, the point where you're, you're, everything's answered to you to make sense. And I think that's the thing that frustrates a lot of people when they watch this movie. Uh, but I think it just sets us, uh, sets up the whole thing for us to uh, see in other movies in order to answer a lot of the questions that we have from this movie. I think that goes for a lot of JJ properties, though. Yeah. Uh, he's always the mystery box, but never really. Uh, answering anything but i think that's the thing that keeps people watching uh but it sucks for the people that you know uh try to finish up the story because there's so much stuff in there that doesn't make any sense so it's really hard for them to to tell the story when uh it can't be told in a certain way so well even the and i mean i know we're gonna move on but i just want to point out even the end it's it looks like the same monster as the first one Mm mm-hmm but it's too big, so it makes me wonder. So it makes me wonder if it's the real, the actual same universe, or just one close enough to it where another monster attacked it. For me, I think it's a bunch of monsters and uh, demons. It's not just uh, uh, Clover, uh, or people will call him Clovey. Yeah. <laughs> Pacific Rim kaiju's. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You know, who, who knows? Maybe they tie in somehow. But uh, uh, with all these movies tying in with each other in the middle of nowhere, and uh, we never know. So Yeah. All right. So moving forward. Mm-hmm. I never asked you. How was your week? Uh, not so bad. I uh, got a haircut. I've been growing oh. out my hair too long, so I finally got a haircut. So you're not going with the, for the K-pop star anymore? No, no, no okay. K-pop. I think a lot of people are cutting their hair. Uh, the only thing that K-pop guys are doing is dyeing their hair all the time. They probably have like a different color every single week. But I'm not going for that look. <laughs> but I don't anyways. know, bro. I don't know. Wedding's coming up. <laughs> <laughs> you see me all blonde uh, at the wedding. Yep. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I got a story for you uh, this week. I, I didn't really put it into the notes. I didn't really uh, hint to you as much as I did, but it is in the notes, but I didn't really push it that far for you to understand what I was talking about. But um, okay. all right, so first off, your brother was right, and I've been hiding this from you for a while. So this week, I finally got this story to tell you. He so, was right? Yeah, he was right the whole time. So I'm going to go back a couple episodes uh, where you had that Xbox that wouldn't turn on. So we came up with a solution uh, because uh, the repair would cost you $150. So instead of sending it in and getting it repaired, we came up with the idea to purchase it, uh, purchase a brand new Xbox Slim Madden bundle for only $200 and then sell the bundle game that came with it. So that way you can make your money back. Um, Okay. So instead of paying $150 for the repair, you're paying $150 for a brand new machine. So anyways, uh, you're, you you didn't really want to get rid of your classic Xbox One shell because it's uh, they don't make them anymore. Right. Yeah, so I had to convince you to buy a brand new Xbox by selling the Madden game that came with it. So after about a day your brother told you that he doesn't want to sell the scratch code to redeem game on oh no because people have been scamming everybody that has been selling these games online with the code so basically what they would do is they would buy the 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 code from you on ebay 
They uh-huh. waited a week or two, and then they would put in a claim to say that the code doesn't work, so they can get their money back. Right. The thing that sucks is that PayPal doesn't really protect the seller, meaning me. Uh-huh. Uh, if it's a digital item, they don't. Uh, the policy is that they don't uh, cover that for the seller. They don't protect the seller. Right. So their policy states that it has it has to be a physical product. Mm-hmm. So long and, story, and, and that that's the that's their way of covering themselves. Yeah, so that's that's how they covered themselves. So long story short, I fought back. So I went on uh, that person's account and I screen capped all of the feedbacks. And five of the feedbacks are something that says, "Don't sell to this guy. He is scamming everybody. He is claiming PayPal to get his money back. Do not sell to this guy." Which so you think I, PayPal keeps track of like. Oh, this person's submitted this many claims. Mm-hmm. Either they're scamming or they're just terrible at buying things. Yeah. So <clears throat> I also wrote a long letter to PayPal explaining what happened. And I think the thing that um, I, I did from the very beginning is I, I knew I, I did the research uh, before I started selling this because your brother, you know, he, he, he sells a lot of stuff on eBay. So right. Uh, I, I kind of wanted to see if this was really a scam. So I did all my research and uh, uh, I know that as long as you put something on eBay stating that, you know, uh, there's a way that you want to sell this and they have to agree before they click add to cart and purchase. So okay. the thing that, that I did was after they finished purchasing, even though like I, I wrote a disclaimer and everything on, on the uh, eBay page, I also sent an email to the customer explaining that if you have any problems redeeming this code, you have 48 hours to let me know that this code does not work and I will refund you the money and make sure that you get a code that works. Right. They never your, emailed me. Your, your Anton Duong guarantee, satisfaction guarantee. Yeah, so I, that was my guarantee. So about 48 hours later, I sent another email saying, this is the last warning. I will not refund you any money if you tell me it doesn't work. So right. three weeks pass, almost a month, probably two days before um, the, the the date that you know there's no more refunds from PayPal. Right. The guy submits it. So I'm like, mother-er. <laughs> motherfucker so then I basically took all the screenshots I took all the screenshots of my emails and and everything I wrote that letter and I submitted back to uh, PayPal and then uh, about a week later they refunded my money and said that they're on my side Uh, so that's how I did it right because the purchaser has I mean yeah, you want to protect the purchaser from shady sellers, mm-hmm. but at the same time, they also have a responsibility themselves too. Kind of like what stores do about their thirty day, like thirty day uh, return policy, fifteen day return policy, no returns policy. Yeah, it's up to it's up to the buyer to to fulfill that or yeah. to to fo- follow those guidelines if the guidelines are clear mm-hmm. and and uh, what's called the word we use in my work is uh, reasonable. Yes. Yeah. And what I was doing is very reasonable. I gave him enough time no, to, you know, uh, reply to me if he wanted his money back. Right. But, you know, uh, this is just one of those other scammers, you know, and uh, didn't want to let that happen. No. That, that, that. And, and you know what? They probably also looked at that person's account and saw there was multiple claims mm-hmm. he filed for the probably same same exact thing over and over again. Yeah. So probably this is something that you can tell your brother that, uh, uh, that I said that he was right and... Uh, you probably like hearing that he's right. <laughs> and that's the thing. You're right. I think there would have been a way to fight it like you did. Mm-hmm. It's just too much work for a seller, though. Yeah. Um, yeah, That's that was my concern, but I'm glad it worked out. Mm-hmm. Didn't want uh, that guy winning. No, seriously, no. Because, I mean, yeah. those little jerks keep doing what they're doing because nobody calls them out on it. Mm-hmm. They, hide, they hide and they scam. Well, your week was interesting. Yes. Very my interesting. Week, my week was fun. <laughs> <laughs> so yesterday, I I I couldn't text you because I was I was at a bar and mm-hmm. I had no signal because it was kind of a it was it's in downtown Santa Ana, 
the it's shady called... the shady side no no the, the okay. hipster side the, hip, <laughs> the, the hipster side the hipster side hidden inside the shady side you know that's a really cool side they have like a uh i think a giant uh kind of like a pc cafe yeah yeah so they got like a, a yeah pretty hipster area food music mm-hmm. name it you got it yep it's and it's a it's a nice secure area too so I went to something called Worst House, and it's it's cool because you you walk you walk up to it and it looks just kind of like a I don't know, um, like a Wetzel's Pretzels that you would see like at downtown Disney. Just kind of a really shallow sales area, and it's just the order window and you order whatever. But if you walk in, there's like a hidden door to the side, and you go to the back and it's like a whole bar in the back. So it's kind of, it's kind of like a speakeasy. Uh huh. That's very cool. So we had a trivia night with, mm-hmm. and one of my old one of my old bosses invited me to go with his new team. Mm-hmm. I went, and did you ever open, open up the link? Yeah, I see your picture. Where it's it? Wait, where was it at? <laughs> your picture is uh, towards the bottom. Yeah. What's the uh, what's what what place is that? What did Fourth. we get? Fourth? We didn't get fourth. <laughs> uh, you guys got first place. Nice. First place in trivia night. Wow. And if you if you look at the score, uh-huh. NWO, which is our team, New World Order, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, eighty points. Second place, sixty eight points. <laughs> we destroyed, oh, dude. Oh my god. Oh, there there there's a lot of teams actually. There was a lot of people there. Yeah. Uh, I felt bad for the one that's called uh, drinking for three. Uh huh. Because, <laughs> and I didn't figure this out until like the second, uh, third to last round. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the the guy was supposed to go there with his friends, but his friends uh, uh, bailed at the last second. Uh-huh. And it was like him and two of his friends. So the two friends didn't show up. So it was just him by himself. So it's like called drinking for three. <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's jacked up. Oh my God. It was fun though. Um, my expertise was video games, TV. Mm-hmm. And a little bit of tech. <laughs> oh, that's very cool. Uh, I think uh, you have a pretty good team. But uh, do, do, not to brag, not to be on your side and brag, but <laughs> who had most of the answers? Actually, the thing is, the, the guy in the picture that's holding the beer, uh, he had a lot of the answers because some of the stuff was like 90s trivia. So like 90s music. Ah, okay. so that's that's where he kind of helped us out a lot because he knew more of like the that kind of like pop punk rock 90s stuff i knew some of it but not enough to like answer all the questions yeah um there was one round we struggled in where it was called ah, damn it something name i think it was just like name that song round or whatever mm-hmm. and he would play 10 songs in a row and you had to name the artist and the song to get the point God wow. damn it, dude. It was like Adele, Beyonce, Kesha, uh, <laughs> D- Celine Dion. We were struggling so hard, dude. Oh I'm like, my I just, I like, I got pissed off and I yelled at the freaking, uh, the quiz master. I'm like, is this playlist called your girlfriend's playlist? <laughs> <laughs> and did he reply? Uh, he just started laughing. Cause like, he, he, he knew what he had. I yeah. think like there was only one Jay-Z song in there. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Probably his girlfriend loved Jay-Z, too. Uh, no, it just puts it in, like, it, it could be, like, any girlfriend's playlist, and that's uh-huh. the... <laughs> I was just cracking up, though. I'm like, holy crap. That was fun, though. Uh, yeah. we're gonna, we, we won um, something called a boot a beer. Mm-hmm. It's almost like the Yard House big, uh, big glasses, but it's a shape of a boot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we got that. So I'm going to go next week, going to get my free beer, and going to play again. Nice. That's very yeah. cool. All right, uh, I got something that I uh, wanted to talk about when we were talking about Cloverfield. I forgot to add it. Uh, they also have another Cloverfield movie um, that is under wraps right now. I don't think they're confirming it, but there is a Daisy Ridley movie uh, coming out, uh, or they're starting shooting it probably at the very end of the year. It's called Star Wars. Um, <laughs> Of course, they're doing Star Wars, but I think yeah. after they're done with Star Wars, I think they're going to be starting on this project. JJ is producing, and it is a movie called. Let me get here, Colma, 
and this is a remake on a uh, Israeli TV movie uh, called Colma. I don't know if that's the official name. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure that they're going to change it once they make it a uh, Cloverfield movie. But it's a movie about a man who died in a car accident 50 years ago uh, who waits on the other side for his former former girlfriend who survived. When a woman dies, she's given a choice of returning to the day of the accident to live again or being reunited with her love. Why does this sound familiar? So this is kind of like a, a more of a drama. Yeah. But I have a feeling because it's sci-fi, there has something to do with the Cloverfield uh, series. And I think they might tie it in somehow. We just don't know yet, but hopefully this is Cloverfield 5 movie. What if one of the people from the from the God Particle, oh not God Particle, from the, the Cloverfield Paradox gets transferred into that body when the universes collide? I don't know, that would be really weird. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, ah, damn it. All um, right, enough Cloverfield news. No, never. <laughs> uh, but I, I am excited to hear about the Cloverfield movies, so... All right, another really cool news about Star Wars. Uh, one of the trailers that, or teaser trailer, before the actual trailer that we saw from the Super Bowl is the Han Solo movie. Yeah. You saw with it, right? The, yes, I did, with mm-hmm. uh, Donald Glover as uh, Lando. Mm-hmm. Which kind of reminded me of uh, Chris Tucker's character from the, the Fifth Element. Sixth Element. Fifth, six, fifth, fifth. Fifth element. <laughs> Fifth element. <laughs> yes. Uh, probably because of the clothes that he was wearing. And I think the facial hair, too. It's just that... that I don't know. It, it, <laughs> they did a really good job with the costumes, though. Because it does mm-hmm. kind of have that grungy feel. That that mm-hmm. like kind of a cheap, grungy feel that the, the original Star Wars had. Yeah, and I'm really happy with the, the vibe of the movie. It seems like it has that, um, that Han Solo scoundrel type of feel to it. Okay, did you... Because remember, some of the controversy around the movie was that it was too lighthearted and it was too um, Spaceballs-ish. Yeah, that's uh, pretty much what they said at the very beginning when uh, Phil and Lord was in charge of the movie. Mm-hmm. And because it was too much of a Spaceball type of movie... Uh, the producer had to fire Phil and Lord and bring in uh, Ron Howard. How do you feel about the trailer? Like, how? Did, where did that leave you? Uh, that left me wanting more, actually, because it looks so fun. I mean, there's a lot of heist going on, a lot of chases, and that's what we wanted from Han Solo. I mean, we have all these little side missions that we get to see him do in the Star Wars um uh, trilogies and I think mm-hmm. this is the first time that we're able to see you know a full uh, Kessel run play out when it's being mentioned so many times uh, which was it, which was one of the theories that the story is going to be it was we're finally going to see get to see the Kessel run that we've heard so much about yeah and uh, you know he he's the best pilot in the galaxy we want to see uh, if that's even true and you know yeah that, that's something that I, I really want to see, and I'm really happy that, you know, we're getting to see him uh, in an actual movie, just focusing on, on him. Yeah. What did you think about the guy that plays uh, Han? Um, just appearance-wise, because I mean, we haven't seen the movie. <laughs> appearance-wise, yeah, he does have that, you know, structure, uh, that face structure, the hairstyle is very han uh, the costume is very well done. Yeah, the only thing is a lot of people say he doesn't sound like that. But of course, he, he's a different human being. You know, you yeah. can't get the same sound. But I mean, uh, he has to put his type, his little spin on it, too, because, you know, he's trying to make his character his own as well as uh, trying to reprise the role of um, Harrison Ford. That That was one of the replies that like the. The morning radio show I listened to, they were talking about it, and they were like, yeah, a lot of people were saying, it doesn't look like Han, doesn't sound like Han, 
or doesn't look like Harrison Ford, doesn't sound like Harrison Ford, because it's not Harrison Ford. Yeah. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, yeah, well put. <laughs> yeah. But uh, overall, I'm, I'm really excited. I know there's going to be a couple more uh, uh, featurettes and uh, little snippets of this and that before the movie comes out in May, but uh, I think this might be one of the biggest... Uh, movies of the summer so hopefully yeah. uh one of us is gonna get the movie during the movie draft oh we got the way to i'm gonna have to find a way to work that in <clears throat> so actually let me see what i'll put up in the box office mojo so the podcast where i got that the summer movie draft stuff from uh they do a winter one also mm-hmm but because there aren't that many winter movies that are like big blockbusters and Star Wars started coming out during winter, mm-hmm. they added a new rule saying like if the, say, Star Wars goes for 100 points, somebody can say, I'll, I'll pay 100 points and I'll only take 99% of whatever it makes. Yeah. Pretty much you start, you start, you start deducting, not deducting points, but you start... Uh, capping how much of that total amount you can get, which I we might have to do for Star Wars. Yeah, but let me see. Uh, March? No, we start in May. So May we have what the hell? What the hell is Chappaquiddick? I don't know. Okay, so that's April. That explains it. That explains why I don't know what the hell that is. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what is this? Yeah. All right, so we're kicking off with Infinity Wars, uh, breaking in Deadpool 2, Han Solo. It's amazingly strong, dude. Okay. Oh, uh, one question. Uh, you, you saw Emily Clark in, in, in the trailer. Uh, I know you don't, you haven't seen her as much as you should. <laughs> what do you think about her being casted in there and as well as all the other um, casts? Uh, I, you know, I've seen her in other stuff, and she's, I mean, I have nothing, nothing against her. Like, I think she's a good actress. Um, mm-hmm. I've even heard, seen her do, like, not seen her do, but heard her do voice acting. Mm-hmm. Um, so, no, I, I'm curious to see how it goes. Yeah, she, I think she dated, uh, Seth MacFarlane at one point. Really? Yeah, yeah, there, there, there were an item. But, uh, what about, uh, Donald Glover? As um, oh my God, Lando. Yeah, Lando. I'm sorry, <laughs> Lando. Um, it's it's gonna be interesting because Lando was very like smooth talking. He knows he runs the place. He has nothing to really prove. But Don Glover tends to be more of a showman he wants to be like more visible out kind of a little bit louder yeah so i i think he can he can pull it off very he well. can pull he can pull it off but th- i'm just saying it's a possibility that he can try to put his own spin on it mm-hmm. and that's what i'm concerned about well he's got that same smile <laughs> uh, they have some people uh doing screenshots of the uh the classic uh carizian smile and then uh Don- donald doing it in in this uh trailer and it looks like very similar. Even even the gestures, the hand gestures, yeah. the, the the two finger, um, you know, pointing at things. Yep. Uh-huh. Uh Yeah, I don't know. That, that's one of the one I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of hesitant about. I'm really excited about Woody Harrelson being in the movie though. Mm-hmm. Um, that's gonna be a new character, right? Because I don't think I know which one he's playing. No, new character, and also that droid that you see in the movie. Uh, I think it's a it, it's a new droid. And I think Phil and Lord, uh, Phil, Phil Lord and uh, Chris Miller actually came up with the name for the droid, and his name is L three three seven. Leet. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I guess that uh, they they probably got that from their childhood and probably wanted to put it in the movie. Oh, that could easily backfire though, because that just seems a little heavy handed. Yeah, it is. So I was talking about Amelia Clark earlier. Uh, and the reason why I was talking about her earlier is because the Game of Thrones producers just got oh, hired yeah. 
into the uh, Star Wars franchise as producers and writers for the next couple of uh, Star Wars movies. I'm a big fan of Game of Thrones and hopefully you can start on it soon. Do HBO Go, watch it, then cancel it. HBO Now, whatever. They have both different subscriptions. I don't know what the difference is, but get one of those and watch Game of Thrones, please. Well, what's going to happen? Is is a new... St- is, uh... Are they going to start doing... Uh, doing? Are they going to release that movie before Game of Thrones even finishes? Because isn't Game of Thrones not coming back until like 2020? Uh, yeah. They're going to release uh, this movie and then Game of Thrones comes back um, 2019. Uh, 2019? Really? Oh, that doesn't mean later. Yeah, but uh, the Star Wars movies will be produced probably... Uh, after the next uh, Star Wars story movie. Yeah, and, th- mm-hmm. and that goes on with the new trilogies. Yeah. Which, come on, is anybody really surprised that Disney refused to let go of the trilogies, like, releases? No. Uh, it's still going to be the big moneymaker because it's part of the, you know... Yeah, because the, the Star Wars stories or Star Wars anthology stories, they're going to make money... But they're not really going to draw in draw people back, or they're going to have they're not going to really have a connection with those characters. So yeah, that makes sense. So since we were talking about Star Wars, mm-hmm. I checked something out on Netflix that I got really hooked on. I just wanted to check out one episode, and I ended up watching. Can the... I guess? Can guess which one it is? Go go. Altered Carbon. No, no, I haven't started oh. that one. That one, that one, I, I'm probably gonna binge over the weekend because I, I, I have a feeling it's gonna be one of those I have to focus on. Yes. And really think about. <laughs> yeah. No, it's called the uh, the toys that made us. Mm. Hmm. Have you seen it, or have you seen a, a pop up on Netflix? Yeah. Uh, what about that show? So. All right. So, quick uh, overview of the show. It's pretty much every episode, and there's gonna be only eight episodes according to the theme song. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's an eight-episode eight documentary series. Each episode focuses on one franchise. Uh, so, like, the first episode to be Star Wars, and it'll take you into the original discussion about, you know, how they shopped around for which company's going to be making Star Wars. Why, what, what, was, what was one of the first problems that the first toy maker encountered with Star Wars? What made Star Wars the Star Wars toys such a big hit with kids and, and like all the, like pretty much goes into the business side of it and um, the creators and how much of the creators came up, like pulled stuff out of their asses and just made it work. For us as a kid, you know, all we knew was just, Oh my God, toys. Well, the funny thing is it explains, they also explain why some things are the way they are. Mm-hmm. So one of the problems, what George Lucas was doing was, um, he waited like six months before the movie was supposed to come out before he picked a toy company or allowed a toy company to start making his toys. But by that point, a lot of companies didn't want to even attempt it because th- back then, nobody made toys for movies. Mm. It was always either radio shows or TV shows because those are stuff that kids listen to or experience every single week so it was a constant reminder whereas movies it was pretty much the movies out and within two months it was out of sight out of mind Mm -hmm. so that's what made so so nobody wanted to take a gamble on star wars so back then it was uh cabbage patch kids and gi joe uh, barbie yeah barbie lone ranger (laughs) lone ranger yeah no lone ranger was one of the toys yeah uh gumby and uh uh, pokey yeah stuff like that just like it's more it was more to focus on tv shows than anything mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um so you know so then george lucas is like all right well i'm six months away from the movie uh one of the reasons he waited so long was because i mean we, we already know this about this about the history of star wars there was a lot of writers and movie makers that ripped each other off especially when it came to sci-fi yeah and plus, so, uh, the the movie was shit until they had the correct editors to actually make the movie what it is today. 
Well, but I'm saying that 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 aside though, because I mean, talking about the original release, mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, it was it, George Lucas didn't want to like you know bring in toy makers and designers, and then you know maybe some of those designs get leaked out, and then another company, movie company, uses that as a building block for you know making try to determine what Star Wars was and then rip it off. So that's why he waited so long to the point where they wouldn't be able to rip him off in time. <laughs> but by the time he wanted to ship around, he would go like Mattel. He went to like other toy makers. None of them wanted to do it. They're like, no, no, it's it's too much of a gamble. We don't want to put that kind of resources into it. Uh, we'll just go pass. And then finally he went to the small toy maker called uh, Kendall and, or Kenner, sorry. Uh, Kenner in Cincinnati. And uh, that's, that's who ended up making to- the toys until I believe it was Mattel that bought the company in the late eighties. Yeah. Mattel is still big today. Yeah. So like that was one of the stories, uh, <laughs> some of the bad deals, some of the good deals that went through. Um, <laughs> one of the things that they negotiated with, with George Lucas was, uh, in the eighties, they were trying to renegotiate how much George Lucas was getting and how much the company would get. Mm-hmm. Uh, they gave George Lucas a better deal with the promise that he would come back to do the original trilogy. <laughs> and so, like, the wow. companies are like, they were so excited to see The Phantom Menace. And then The Phantom Menace came out, they're like, oh, we fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. But yeah, it's, yeah. It's, the, it was the, toy companies, funny, the toy companies were like, oh, my God, we hit a, mine, a gold mine. Yeah, because they're like, oh, George Lucas is doing no wrong. Yeah, dude, just give him whatever deal he wants. It's fine. And then that next, like, yeah, if he wants, if if we want to bet on future projects, let's do that. Let's give him a better deal now, and then we'll we'll get the money back later on. And then it just backfired on them. <laughs> um, but it's funny because since they had such a late start on making the toys, they didn't really have enough time to make enough toys uh, before the Christmas. Yeah, to meet mm-hmm. the demands and stuff like that, and especially before Christmas, they they wanted to come up with a new line of toys. Um, they, and this is where some of the stupid stuff that you've seen in collectors, mm-hmm. they started uh, just taking other toys that that, that uh, Kenner made, and just started slapping Star Wars stickers on them, or they started like, if if it's a Lone Ranger shooting game, like a little mini arcade. Mm-hmm. All they did was, the, instead of making it with orange plastic, they made it with black and gray plastic and then slapped a Star Wars sticker on the side of it. <laughs> so, like, that's where some of that stuff came from because they had no time. They had, like, all this crap. Um, so, yeah, I, I knocked out... There's only four episodes out right now. Uh, I think the next one's supposed to come out and that one's supposed to be... Uh, what was it? Uh, Lego, which I'm excited about. But the first four are Star Wars, uh, Barbie... For the second episode, which is interesting because that also explains uh, why Barbie is the way it is. You know how Bruce is like, oh, it's a sex object. It's it, The proportions aren't right. They kind of explain why she is the way she is. Uh, number three is uh, He-Man. Which He-Man, is, the masters n- of the universe. Yeah, <laughs> which they, they took they took a lot of bullshit for the, for the name. <laughs> the, the, He-Man. The, the creator, well, actually, the, they par- the creators paired up with uh, Marvel, mm-hmm. and uh, Marvel was giving them crap of like that's the stupidest name we ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, uh, you know, the first time hearing about it, I I thought it was a pretty uh, retarded name. I was like, who would name? All right, oh that's no, no, cool. no, it was it wasn't no no it wasn't uh, it wasn't He Man. It was uh, the Marvel paired up with the fourth fourth episode of GI Joe. Ah, G- okay. So Marvel was responsible for creating the backstory and the comics for GI Joe. Yeah, uh, He Man was just purely we're pulling stuff out of our ass. Uh, the reason you have all these weird characters is because literally the company was just trying to put random toys that they had and sell them. Mm-hmm. That's all they did, and that's what makes me so proud that I was never into He Man. Because He-Man is just bullshit put together in a show. <laughs> uh, yeah, check it out, dude. I, I highly recommend the Star Wars and the G.I. Joe one. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe the Barbie one, just so you can kind of get a bigger, better understanding of like how 
yeah. competitive the toy companies are, but yeah, dude, it, it yeah. was fun. I'll be sure to check it out because, I mean, I guess once I watch it, I wouldn't look at Barbie the same way again. Same thing with uh, Star Wars and He-Man. Oh, so. He-Man, you could just tell right away. It's just bullcrap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although, it do- the G.I. Joe one does make me want to read the original comics because the original comics mm-hmm. did have violence. And uh, the, the, the original writer for from Marvel that wrote the the first stories for, for uh, G.I. Joe, mm-hmm. uh, when the cartoon came out, he says the hell is this how come nobody's dying how come how come how can people be so bad at shooting like nobody's people are just walking through bullets and nothing's happening to them yeah i i don't care uh how many gi joe movies they make i just wish that you know hopefully someday that day they do a snake eyes movie that's all i really care about oh, the, that's probably they, one of my favorite characters of all time they explain how snake eyes came to be he was a business decision yeah, I'll I'll leave that for the episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, dude. Uh, anything else? Yeah, I got one more thing. Uh, right. I'm gonna bring you back to the Xbox days, where it's the Xbox One. Have you ever played the game called True Crime? True Crime, no. Uh, True Crime Streets of L.A. It's it's kind of like oh a, yeah the the noir one, right? Yeah, it, no, yeah. that's L.A. Noir. Oh, L.A. Noir. Yeah, but same type of style, you know, similar to GTA, and it was made during that time when GTA 3 was pretty big, so uh, they created that to tell a story about a cop in LA who's Asian, I forgot the name of the character, but uh, (laughs) could be me. Um, I believe his name was Mr. Duong. I don't... I can't remember if the the game actually had... Oh, yeah. There was voice acting during that time. So, I think there was a couple of really big actors in the game. Yeah. Uh, anyways, it, it's a very good game that was very comparable to GTA. But this is more of like a playing a good guy instead of a, a, a bad guy. Because in, in GTA, you're basically a, a criminal. And he's trying to make a living. And this one, you're a cop. Where you're going undercover so it's kind of like a lethal weapon type of uh, video game so uh, over time it, it's listed as one of the greatest games um i don't know what the ranking is but uh, it's listed in there somewhere the cool thing about this game is that it has fighting okay. and shooting and i think that's the thing that sets up this game to be one of the greatest because the handling for the car uh, driving is really good and it feels like you're actually in a good cop bad cop movie okay is the driving like you know need for speed or is it driving like you are in a gta kind of like gta but better handling okay and you wouldn't get pissed off because uh, uh the handling is so uh easy to to play with I, I hated the driving in GTA. The only thing that made it good was the uh, panoramic view. Yeah. <laughs> oh, cinematic, cinematic, cinematic view, cinematic view. Sorry. Yeah. So this game, people were expecting a sequel. Okay. And the sequel never happened uh, because the-, uh, the company went bankrupt. That always happens. Yeah, because uh- I think they try to put too much value into the game mm-hmm. that they went over budget. And it cost the company uh, a big deal. And you know that big change from uh, the Xbox or the PS2 into the next generation systems? That would mean that they would have to go back to their drawing board and uh, add more stuff to it. Mm -hmm. So I think that's probably one of the reasons why this game never came out uh, with a sequel. So a couple years later, Square Enix bought uh, the, the franchise without people knowing and they retitled the game and it's uh later released as sleeping dogs is that just a code name or is that the full the full game name that's the full game name and sleeping dogs takes place right after true crime streets of la uh where he ran away from LA and he 
is in Hong Kong. And basically, I think he's undercover in the uh, triads or something like that. And he is pretty much a um, badass Hong Kong movie character in, in a game. And huh. it's, yeah, you, you don't get a whole lot of games about Hong Kong action. Because, you know, all of the, the movies back in the days, most of the good ones are the Hong Kong movie, uh, a- Hong Kong action movies. Like, well, that's, uh, the, that's where the, what's it called? Flywire? Yeah, yeah. Flywire and a bunch of uh, other things were, were being that, made. Like that's, Jack- where that, that's where that art was per- perfected. Yeah. Uh, I don't think you watch a whole lot of movies, but I don't know if you ever got a chance to watch Hard Boiled. Hard Boiled Eggs, though. <laughs> Hard Boiled is a movie with um, Chow Yun Fat. It's okay. probably rated as one of the best action movies of all time. Uh, it, it was directed by John Woo. I've which, heard of those names. Yeah, the, John. Indie, indie film people, that's cool. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> yes, I know who uh, they are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you've seen John Woo movies. Uh, yeah, yeah. Which is uh, Mission Possible 2. Mm-hmm. Probably one of the best Mission Possibles out of all the franchises. Uh, and also he did uh, Paycheck which uh, you've seen with uh, Ben Affleck. He also did another one, which is uh, Broken Arrow. And one of the biggest ones that you've seen is Face Off with John Travolta and Nicolas Cage. So those action movies were were pretty much made because of John Woo and a bunch of other uh, Hong Kong movie uh, people or producers and directors. So, flashing forward to today, everybody has been waiting for a Sleeping Dogs or True Crime movie or a spin-off, an actual video game movie that can be good. For the first time, please a video game movie be good. And I think <laughs> for the first time ever, I'm so excited for a video game movie. I think this is the most excited I've ever been for a video game movie is that they're doing Sleeping Dogs, but with one of the biggest actors in Hong Kong and probably one of the biggest Asian actors right now, and it's being played and produced by Donnie Yen. Why is that name? Why is that name familiar? Because you've seen a lot of his movies. You've seen Iron Monkey, right? Okay. You've seen Star Wars. Uh, Rogue One. Yeah, you've seen uh the most recent Triple X. A lot I, of the stunts were I'm, made I'm, by I'm, his. I'm uh, not proud. I'm not proud that I saw the most recent Triple X, but I have yes. Yeah, but the, the <laughs> stunts good, and it's uh most of the stunts were done by his team. Oh, he also did uh I. Wait, did you list off IP Man? I, yes, I, and I, IP Man, of course. Yeah. The biggest one is IP Man. I was like, that's like that's the one I was waiting for. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And yeah, so I'm so excited because uh Sleeping Dogs, I when I imagine a uh uh a Hong Kong triad movie with kick ass action, I I, I kind of picture him being one of the characters, but this time around he's actually playing the main character, so I'm super stoked for this movie. Uh, he's currently shooting a movie in Tokyo right now, but as soon as he's done with that movie He's jumping onto this movie and uh, producing and starring in it. So, super excited. Whew. All right. I can't wait for that one, actually. That's actually does sound pretty good. Yeah. Because at the very most, or very least, it's not a video game movie. It is straight up uh, just a kick-ass movie. Yeah. You hopefully. Hopefully it's going to be probably the best video game movie and hopefully it's going to, uh, you know, lift a curse for all video game movies, please. No, no. It's going to be just another Super Mario Brothers with, like, uh, what's his name? Uh, John Leguizamo? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be another one of those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just another ishy video game movie. All right, Anton. If people don't want us to turn into an ishy video game movie, how can they support us? 
They can support us by going to our website at www.the2oc.com and purchase a sticker or a t-shirt. And if they heard something that we talked about, maybe a sleeping dogs video game, they can click on anywhere that has the sleeping dogs uh, link on our show notes on our website to give us a little kickback when you make a purchase on Amazon. And if there's anything else that you know, any of our viewers wants to purchase, they can click on the banner to take them to the Amazon website to purchase anything that they would like to purchase. Sweet. And if they want to follow us on social media, they can find us at the 2OC on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I'll post this sweet pick of my victory victory from the trivia night. And they can send an email to mail at the 2OC.com. All right, Anton, anything else? Nope, that's it. I am proud of my transition about the issue video game movie. All right. <laughs> <laughs> For the 2OC, I'm Al Flores. And I'm Anton Duong. Have a good night. Later. Later.